0: Okay, how are we to view such a radical gospel? Well, don't dis- just excuse me, don't just dismiss it. Well, of course, Jesus can't have meant that. Jesus didn't say anything he didn't mean. You know, the um previous parable that we're reading here in Luke hinted at other issues becoming more important to us than god higher priorities than god all we have to do is look at our our life especially in the western world and see most everywhere priorities higher than god all right in the church and this is i think the message here there are a lot of distant followers of christ sunday catholics oh i'm catholic and you know Certain politicians declare themselves faithful Catholics, profess themselves to be practicing Catholics, and yet have no acknowledgement of the non-negotiables of the dignity of human life, the sanctity of marriage between a man and a woman, and the preservation of religious liberty. So there are many distant followers of Jesus. In fact, many amongst us in our own ranks well, I believe God exists. Well, to believe that God exists doesn't just believe, excuse me, to believe in God. Let me rephrase that. Well, I believe in God. Well, to believe in God is more than just to believe he exists. As you've heard me say before, the demons, Satan believes God exists. That's not what's going to save us. All right. So in lieu of this, There are very few real disciples, because to believe includes action, not just words. To believe to the Jews is meant every ounce of your being went into something, not just saying it. It's a difference between us and many non-Catholic Christian religions. So, is it possible to be a follower of Jesus without being a disciple? Jesus says no. We all want to claim we're followers of Jesus. But how many of us, I look at myself in the mirror every day and see, am I truly a disciple? It begs the question. This is the same thing as going along with the crowd. I'm Catholic. My mom and dad were Catholic. Therefore, as I said, politicians declaring themselves as faithful Catholics. No, not necessarily. Here, it is clear that the disciples should count the cost of following him because it will cost us, right? It will cost us. Jesus says in other places of the Bible it will cause division. Because of him, mother will be against daughter, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, son against father, brother against sister. So are we prepared Are we willing to give up and count the cost? I was counseling someone years ago, and it was a process that they just absolutely were adamant that they could not stop having premarital relations with their boyfriend because he would leave them, leave her, and in the midst of it, using contraception. So she stressed that I have to continue in these premarital relations and I must continue using contraception or he'll leave me. Pray for those situations because this woman's heart was golden. She's a beautiful person. But after months and months and months working with her, I finally had to really, and my heart broke. I had to tell her, you've got to make a decision. Jesus or your boyfriend, because we're trying every other way. Tried talking, tried, you know, education, tried praying, tried everything, but eventually you're going to have to make a choice. This is what Jesus is saying. You're going to have to count the cost. You're going to have to sit down and calculate it. Just like the king who sits down, do I have this or this? You have to sit down and say, Am I going to continue in this relationship or am I going to choose Christ? Many people say, Well, I am a follower of Christ, but they choose to stay in those situations where you're not a disciple, you are a self proclaimed follower. But Jesus is saying to be my disciple is something much harder, much more. Now when I mean harder, don't think of it as a burden. Jesus says my yoke is easy, my burden is light. That's when we give it to him. This is the message. Now, the religious, for us, we had to count the cost before becoming a priest. I literally did sit down at the table and literally did make a list. Wife, fiance, children, business, home, Cars living on the lake versus <laughs> nothing. <laughs> now that's talking materialistically, but really, in reality, everything. Jesus. All right, now, hate. What about this? This is one of the most confusing words to people in the gospel. I remember one person writing in on our comments saying, I cannot be a Christian when Jesus commands that I hate my mother and father. I really did get, I've gotten those letters before that I can't be a Christian because I cannot be commanded to hate my mother and my father. There is something really wrong with that. Well, okay. We really have to understand the context of our language here. Hate does not mean to despise in the way Jesus uses. If you go back to the original language of the scriptures, Jesus does not say hate your mother and father in meaning despise or disdain. That would violate the fourth commandment. How could God give the fourth commandment to honor your mother and father and then turn around and say despise them, uh, hate them? Uh, No, hate is not meant that way. Hate here means to love less, to prefer less. Doesn't mean despise or disdain. Hate means to prefer less. It doesn't mean that you, you, you want to get rid of them or you hate them. You don't even want to be in the same room with them. No. Our love for Jesus must be so strong, so powerful that in contrast, everything else is less. Doesn't mean you hate them or it's bad or you don't want to be around them. It just means that everything less or everything in perspective to God has to be less. That's what he means by hate here, prefer less. Doesn't mean hate or disdain in that sense, all right? So we have to realize this. Now, this is why I've always said what sin is. Sin is simply taking our eye off of the creator and putting it onto the creature or the created thing. You want to know all of sin, what it is summarized? That's it taking your eye off the creator and putting it onto the creature or the created thing. What controls your life? What will get you to get up at two o'clock in the morning and get out of bed? Is it prayer and Jesus or is it something else? All right, these are the things. So we have to realize and understand those are what attachments are. So when we choose God over people or things, the creature or the created things, we say that we prefer them less. That's what, that's what God is. Now, in the culture of today, we are accused of hating the way people think Jesus meant. Because I, sorry, as much as I love you, and my nephew, for instance, who isn't practicing his faith, as much as I love you, I'm sorry, I can't, especially as a priest, condone You're not baptizing your baby. I can't condone you living with your girlfriend outside of marriage. I can't. I love you, but I love God more. And this is why our poor parents, our hearts are being ripped from from themselves because they love their children so much, and you should. But it's not true love if you're condoning your loved ones living outside of God. So as much as I love my my nephew, refusing to baptize this little girl and living with his girlfriend out of wedlock, I'm sorry, I can't condone that. It's kind of like now in the world where the Catholic Church cannot raise up and support things that are contrary to church teaching. The church cannot raise up and profess that same sexual relations are acceptable and good. The church can't say this. And therefore, she's called hate. So she's told she hates. Um, you know, I was accused of being a hater because I don't support Black Lives Matter. It's not about not supporting African Americans. In fact, St. Martin de Porras, I chose to celebrate him today. You know why? Because he was an advocate for African slaves. God bless him. There could be no greater cause at the time in the 16th century than what Martin de Porres did. He stood up for the slaves. He stood up, he made a statement. These are people, this is human dignity. We need to fight for life inside the womb and outside the womb, absolutely. The issue with with the other issue with Black Lives Matter for me was not that. I support all those justice movements of, of equality, but not at the expense When their own manifesto promotes abortion, transgenderism, gay marriage, destruction of the patriarchy, and communism, support of Marxism. I'm sorry, every one of those five things goes against church teaching. So there comes a point where I have to do what Jesus said. I had to sit down and count the cost. I have to sit down and either say, I'm going to go with the flow and be a follower so that I don't get canceled, Or I'm going to have to sit down and make a choice for Jesus Christ. And my choice is for Jesus Christ. So yes, it offends people. It gets upset with people. But I cannot, when the church has taught for 2,000 years, I have to support that as a priest. I cannot support marriage outside the sanctity of man and woman. I cannot support transgenderism when God gave us our gender. I cannot support Marxism when every pope since Leo XIII has condemned it. I cannot support destruction of the patriarchy when God established it that way. It has nothing to do with racism. Nothing. It has everything to do with God and the teachings through his church. I had to sit down and count the cost. That is the message in this gospel today. And praise be to people like St. Martin de Porres who gave a voice to those African slaves. God bless him. That's a movement and that's a support and that's a great saint. That's why I chose to celebrate him today. It was optional. I didn't have to celebrate him. But I do because what he stood for was good. But that doesn't mean we are evil and haters because we choose not to support the hidden agenda of Marxism transgenderism, gay marriage, destruction of the patriarchy, and homosexual activity. That's not making us haters. All that is is saying we have counted the cost and we must follow Jesus Christ. That is the message here today. And so, I'm sorry I'm going to have to cut most of this rest of this stuff out, but that's what it means to love something more than God. I've always said that we can't break the first commandment but almost nobody confesses it. Breaking the first commandment is something we probably have all done at one time or another, and that is simply putting anybody or anything else above God, including somebody like that woman that I counseled, putting her boyfriend ahead of God by continuing living in a lifestyle outside of God's teaching. Am I sitting up here and saying that, that, that it's easy? Heck no. Am I sitting up here and saying, I've never fallen outside of God's rules and, 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 and guidance for our lifestyle? Absolutely not. But God can work through broken tools and the perfect example. And so, so we can get up. And so the order, as you've heard me say before, that we have to follow in our lives is God first, spouse second, children third. This has to be it. We can't be worshiping anything but God. And people think, well, I can't worship my child. Yes, we can. I remember when I was in North Carolina, sitting in the pew at my church in North Carolina, and I was by myself, and in front of me was a pew with a nice lady, and she had quite an older child. This was not a baby or even a toddler. This was a, like a 13 14-year-old boy, and I'm sitting behind them in the pew, and this mother, uh, and maybe he wasn't that old, may- maybe 12, but anyway, this boy had a pew full of Game Boys and, and everything else, food, and then the, 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 the bulletin that week had a picture of our Blessed Mother on the, um, on the bulletin, and the Blessed Mother was on the bulletin, and I watched this boy take a pen and he grinded an X across the face of Mary. And he's taking the pen and he's just grinding an X. Now I don't think obviously he meant anything by it. He just wasn't in tune with anything happening and his mother was watching him. And I'm sitting behind and dumbfounded that this mother's watching this boy grind an X across the face of the Blessed Mother and finally I couldn't take it anymore. I reached over and I took it from him. So I literally took, took the bulletin from this boy who's grinding an X across the face of our blessed mother. And the mother just got so upset with me. And she, you know, she basically was, it was worshiping this child above God. I'm not saying we worship Mary, but this is our faith. And this woman got all upset because how dare you tell my child what he can do? Well, no, I'm not telling what your child, what he can do, but I can say this. That's what he should not do. And so we can't have this. And so this is the order that's important. So the purpose of marriage, procreative, unitive, but also to get your spouse to heaven. That's the purpose. So true love is costly because it is willing to make a sacrifice for the sake of the beloved. You know, the sacrifice that we have to make, that's what Jesus is talking about in the scripture. All right. Now, I've got so many other things here I wanted to mention, but I I don't have time. Um, I will finish, though, with this. Jesus did not expect his disciples to do this with their own strength. Everything I just described to you, being countercultural, standing up to the lies of society, everything I just described in this whole homily, us being called bigots because we stand for the dignity of life in the womb and, and, and the sanctity of marriage between man and a woman and preservation of religious liberty were countercultural. But there's no way you're going to do that by yourself, your own strength. you got to have the strength of God. So, every Christian would certainly fail if we depended on our own ability to do this. Jesus said, for man it is impossible, for, for God it is possible. Because he supports his people, and the weakest Christian is strong enough with the grace of God to do these things. So you want to know how it all boils down to? Do a morning offering. We in the Mirians do our morning offerings, and, and mine have kind of developed into really five things. Lord, help me to know you better so that I can love you better. And that way, if I know you better, I can trust you better. If I trust you better, I can surrender more to you. And if I surrender more to you, I will do your will. That's the key to getting to heaven. All the commandments roll up to do the will of God. And so the key is love. Know God more so you can love God more, so that you can trust him more, so that you can surrender to him and do his will. You do that, you will get to heaven. You know, even Napoleon who was a knucklehead in many ways. He turned against the church, but even he saw the reality of something. Listen to this quote from Napoleon where I want to finish. Napoleon understood this, believe it or not. As egotistical as he was, he understood this. He said, quote, I know men, and I tell you that Jesus Christ is no mere man. Between him and every other person, in the world, there is no possible term of comparison. Alexander the Great, Caesar, Charlemagne, and I have founded empires, but on what did we rest the creations of our genius? Upon force. Jesus Christ founded his empire upon love. And this and this, our millions of men would die for him. That's exactly what the message is. So be like Cana. You know the message of the wedding feast to Cana? Well, they ran out of wine, water or wine, so Jesus made more. No, Jesus is just not some kind of waiter. The point is, empty yourself. Empty yourself like the vessel of Cana so that Jesus can fill you with the wine of the Holy Spirit. That's the whole message. Empty ourselves so Jesus can fill us. And you know, that is what the whole gospel passage is about. And that's what it means to hate someone else. As Jesus said, unless you hate your mother, your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, you cannot be my disciple. It doesn't mean you despise or disdain them. It means you love them less. You love God more, even more than a political agenda, even more than a political party. You love Jesus even more than a best friend. It's not easy, it's hard, but we have to, that's what makes us a disciple. Not just declaring we're Catholic. Not just saying we're Catholic, as I said, many politicians love to do, but it's in the actions, not the words. And that's what separates us Catholics from all other Christian religions. Because it's not just about saying, Lord, Lord. It's about those who do the will of my Father.
1: Are you a Marian Helper?